Thank you again for listening to our podcast today. Thank you so much for your support. We worship on Sunday at 10 a.m. here at St. John's Lutheran Church in the heart of downtown Martinsburg, West Virginia. Know that you're always welcome to our table and to our worship. God bless. And we hope you enjoy today's message. So is anyone having a hard time remembering what we talked about last week in church? Or maybe more importantly, is everybody's memory, do you all remember what you ate for breakfast this morning? It's kind of where I'm at. It's especially interesting to ask that question when I did a different text for last week. So um, last week we heard the very important sermon on the beginning of the Sermon on Mount, the Beatitudes. This passage from Matthew is the foundation on which I think Matthew builds his entire gospel. Therefore, it deserves a lot of our attention. So let me read it to you again. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are you, blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecute the prophets who were before you. These words are very important to remember. Especially when we get into the really thick, hard passages of Matthew's gospel later on in this year. These words are also important to us today, trying to understand the pericope set before us. It is both unfortunate and fortunate that we do not get the whole Sermon on the Mount, all three chapters worth, in one, in one week. You know, when I write a sermon, every paragraph depends on the next Well, most of the time. I'm not the best writer in the world, but that's the goal, right? You're trying to set up a logical argument, so each paragraph depends on the next. That's how I was taught in elementary, middle, and high school and college. I can't imagine people taking apart my sermons many years from now and just going one paragraph at a time. I feel like you would miss the point. While the way we do it gives us lots of time to ponder and meditate these very important words, we also miss the flow that Jesus, through Matthew's Gospel, is attempting to make. So I want to reread the last verse of last week's gospel and the beginning of this week's gospel. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you, falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecute the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt is also saltiness, how can it be restored? It's good for nothing, but it's thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. It's very subtle, but, but do you hear the transition that Jesus is making? Who is the salt of the earth? Who is the light of the world? It's those who Jesus calls blessed. The poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, the persecuted. These are the people, you are the people. Who are the light to the world, who are the salt of the earth, a beacon for the world because of your faithfulness to the gospel, despite hardships and persecution. 
And for us sitting here 2,000 years later, after hearing these blessings for many, many years for some of us, I think we've forgotten the power that these words had for the people hearing them for the first time. Powerful people are the light of the world. Caesar is the light of the world. A beacon on the hill. You don't get more land. Defeat your enemies by being meek or poor or hungry. Even in our day and age, power is not given to the meek. You have to be the strongest candidate. You have to have the most money to be considered successful. You are the people, though, who have the capacity to assist in the coming kingdom of God. You have the capacity to change the world. The least likely people have the capacity within themselves to change the world, all because of Jesus' reorientation of blessings. The least likely will be the ones who usher in God's coming dominion. And in the pericope appointment for this week, Jesus continues in this reorientation of blessing by presenting us with a series of very ironic phrases. If salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? Now, I'm sure there are some scientists out there who will tell me the answer is yes, salt can, over time, lose its saltiness. I'm sure there's probably an equation out there to tell you how to figure out how long it will take. Jesus is not trying to say the scientific fact, but rather state something that seems impossible. Can salt really ever lose its saltiness? It's impossible in the mind of Jesus. Or a city built on a hill cannot be hid. That's true. And most cities at this time were built on hills as a defense from outside enemies. And I can imagine most of the people sitting in Jesus' audience on the, on, the, on the hill, on the mount, listening, and they're going like, Duh! I know! I walk up that hill every single day! I know all about that hill! You can't hide our city! And then Jesus says, No one after lighting a lamp under a bushel basket will put... No one... Oh, no. no one after lighting a lamp puts it under the bushel basket, but on a lampstand and make his light to all the house. Why would anyone cover up an open flame but a wooden basket? If you did, you'd burn your whole place down. These ironic phrases are really meant to make us go, duh. Nobody does it. Of course that is the case. So when Jesus says, you are the light of the world, uh, when Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world, he is saying, duh. Your identity as a blessed people is to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world. This is what blessed people do. They don't hide. They don't become useless. They, don't, they do the thing that God has blessed them to do. They talk about the kingdom of God. They bring the kingdom of God. So since you are these things, Jesus says, so let your light shine before others. So that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Then Jesus moves in a little different direction. He begins to set up and show where the truths of the law speak and how they speak in the lives of the poor in spirit, the mournful, the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, the persecuted. But it all seems ironic that Jesus is talking about how it is still wrong to break the law when he himself will stand accused of breaking the law numerous times throughout the Gospel of Matthew. Yet he says in verse 19, Therefore, whoever breaks one least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. These words from Jesus echo a point that is often forgotten by Christians today. Jesus is not wanting to argue or discredit the prophets or the law of Moses. Rather, he wants to echo what they have said and done. 
When Jesus refers to the law and the prophets, he is pointing to the trustworthy promises of God, to the affirmation of the head of the Ten Commandments, that the God of Israel is a God who heeds the call of the enslaved and sets them free. Why would Jesus mute such a trustworthy and transformative promise? The promises God made, the action God takes, the commands God voices are bound up together. So Jesus continues to explain in verse 19 that our status in the kingdom of heaven depends on whether we live and teach the commandments or whether we reject and teach others to reject the commandments. This is not a call to mere moralism, but a call to a life of trust in God. If we, are, if we trust God's promises, if we stand grateful for God's actions, then we will bend our lives towards the life-giving ways of God has called us to follow. Breaking a commandment is not just breaking a rule. It is denying the promises and actions of God. Teaching someone to break the commandments or ignore them is just leading that person astray, is not just leading that person astray, but is deforming their very being as a child of God and taking away their ability to have an abundant life with God. Jesus will get into this in much more detail later on about the specifics of the law, what constitutes a vow law, and how the law was being abused by the people it was meant to save what exactly the law intent is. But for right now, we are really tasked with making just making one decision. Are we willing as followers of God, as followers of Jesus, to heed the law and the prophets? Because if we answer yes, then that means we must put the law back on the table. Now don't go overboard with this today. Don't go home and throw out all your polyester blended shirts and clothes. And don't give up eating bacon cheeseburgers. What Jesus wants to to know today is, are we willing to live a different life? Jesus is reimagining what this new reality of God's dominion will look like here on earth. And he's not done with the reimagining. There's still more in this great sermon that we're going to hear. And this can't happen if people are not first willing to live differently. And it starts with the care and raising up of the people who he calls blessed. You can do this. Jesus says. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. We can do this. We can bring the coming dominion of God a bit closer week after week, day after day, simply by loving those who are unloved by the world and encouraging others to do the same. So shine, shine, shine where you are. You are the light of the world.